Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Yeah, it did change kind of fast, didn't it, Al? We had the Dodgers. It felt like they were headed towards another World Series appearance. And then the Rams were off to a great start. The Lakers, yep. they had nothing but uh, championship aspirations and Rams get knocked around last night. The Dodgers uh, did not get to the World Series, and the Lakers are sitting at 5-5. Five to five. Maybe I do need a little more Adele in my life. Maybe that's what needs to happen. It's a debacle. The whole thing is a debacle. <laughs> I don't think it's quite that. I don't think it's debacle-ish. What a mess. Debacle-y? What, how do you say that? What is it? Debacle-y? Is that, is that how we describe that? Never heard that, that word before. Yeah, well, I, I just invented it. That, it's a mess. It's a mess. It's a there mess. you go. That's probably a better way of putting it. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. You ready for a little bonus, Ask Slee? Sure. All right, this is from Anthony Gaeta. says, Trav, is Slee one of those guys that turns the radio all the way down when he's driving in an unfamiliar location? <laughs> sometimes. Are sometimes, you that guy? Yeah, sometimes. It's like I really got to pay attention. <laughs> turn down the postgame show for a quick second <laughs> with Travis Rogers and Kirk Morrison. Let me just get – let me give it my undivided attention here for a sec. Then we kind of slowly turn it back up. <laughs> Why do we all do that? I do it too. It's like, hey, I, do I go left or – hold on. Let me let me turn the radio down. That will that will help me decide whether left or right is the right decision. Everybody be so. quiet. Put your windows up. Put your windows up. <laughs> It's what? a bad deal. It is a bad deal. The Lakers look bad. The Rams looked bad last night. Yeah. It's just uh, it, it, it turns pretty quickly, doesn't it, Al? Yeah, you know, I, I think for the Lakers, I know we're going to take some calls on this, but for the Lakers, five and five, ten games in, I mentioned over the course of the next seven days, eight days, you got five more games coming up, and if LeBron doesn't play in those games, or we'll see, we still have no idea how long he's going to be out for. Um, it's not, you know, it's not, out of the ordinary to sit here and say Lakers will go two and three. It's not out of the ordinary to think that they'll be below 500 by the time you're 15 games in. And as we kind of start to, okay, let, let's, um, I, I don't like the point the finger, but I felt like there were a lot of people pointing the finger at Russell Westbrook on Saturday night. Let, mm-hmm. let me just kind of say this. Um, Lakers were not going to win the game on Saturday. If Anthony Davis, and LeBron James aren't playing, that's just not going to happen. It's not, um, AD only played seven minutes. Uh, we'll see when LeBron comes back. And it's not because the Portland Trailblazers are an unbelievable team. They're a 500 team in the in the Western Conference. They're 5-5. Five and five. They got the same record as the Lakers do. But if Dame and CJ don't go for that squad, they have no chance of being the Lakers, and that's kind of what it is. Russ didn't help himself. He was 1 of 13 from the field. He had six turnovers. Mm-hmm. Um He's certainly, you know, he's had some up and down so far to start the Lakers season. But one of the things that I was excited about when Russ was coming to the Lakers was he wasn't going to be your first option. He wasn't going to be your second option. He was actually going to be your third option. That, that to me, was what made this powerful. It's a guy like Russ who can fill up the box score. He can also facilitate and get you 11 assists. He can grab 11 rebounds. He can drop 20, 25 in a night. The beauty was he, you're not asking him – to carry your franchise. He's the third most important player on that team. On Saturday, I got a lot of calls of, you know, this isn't working and Russ is the problem. 
collectively the Lakers have been bad. And, yes. I, and if and if you want to try to isolate one person, I just don't think you're watching enough Lakers basketball. Now you could say Russ's shooting percentage awful. Russ too many turnovers, absolutely. But the Lakers are not five and five because of Russell Westbrook. It's the injuries. It's LeBron being out. It's some of these other guys missing, and they're playing bad basketball. It's a combination of all that. Yeah, no, it's not one person. And if we are picking one person, I'm not picking Russell Westbrook. You know, for, for me, it's Anthony Davis. And, and I, I, I'm more in your camp, Slee, where I think it's a co- it's been a collective effort and that's put them where they are right now at 500 through 10 games. And you just said, you know, maybe they go two and three over these next five and they get through the first 15 and they're seven and eight. If I would have said at the beginning of the season, oh, by the way, you're going to play 12 of your first 15 games at home. You're going to be playing against almost exclusively below average opponents. Seven and eight? That would have been a disaster. That would have been so. I don't care how much time there was. Hey, we're going to figure it out. We're going to ease into this. It's going to be a work in progress. Okay, fine. Seven and eight with this schedule for the first 15 games, not good enough. It's and for me, it's not Russ. I I I know I'm the guy. I get it. I get it. It was not in over the moon about Russell Westbrook coming. I'm still not. I'm still waiting to see how it develops. The back the the, the stat sheet, the box score. If you look at Anthony Davis's box score, they're fine. There there isn't a hey look what you know. He's not scoring enough. He's not rebounding enough. He's not blocking. It's it's none of that. It is eye test stuff. He doesn't take over. LeBron's missed a lot of time. LeBron has missed, what did you say, four of the first ten games. So he's missed 40% of the season so far. He's still he going to be out for he a could while. Miss, right? yep. if he could miss. If he misses yep. one week, there's four more games on top of that. Yep. If you're going to – if this is a championship team, Anthony Davis, you've said it before, he needs to play at an MVP level. He's just not. He just does not impact these games in the way that I was hoping that he would. These are not – hey, look, I get it. LeBron's not here, but AD's here. He's going to go just smash people. Mm-hmm. The, the box score looks fine. But you watch the game, you're like, no, he's just not taking over these games. I think it's a collective effort to be where they are right now. But if I had to pick one guy who's just been underwhelming through the first 10 games, I'm picking Anthony Davis. Well, I, I think um, I think collectively for the Lake Show, th- this is, you know, you were trying to find a silver lining in that Rams loss yesterday, which, you know, you and I would both agree. And you went really out of your way to talk about Matt Stafford, which was a little surprising and shocking to me how much <laughs> I just told you it's just one game. You know, relax. Don't be don't be so brutal on the quarterback here, the quarterback of the future here. Yeah. Um, <laughs> future, 13 but, years in. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, hey, look at Tom Brady. He'll probably be here for 30 more years. Um but I, I, I think I think the, the silver lining for the Lakers is this. I don't want to say it can't get any worse because it, it probably could in the sense that we just don't know how long LeBron will be out for injuries-wise. So you, you just kind of leave that to the side. The schedule is going to get tougher. So it's not like, you know, this week Charlotte's a, about a 500 team in the Eastern Conference. Miami could be the best team in the NBA. And I, and I, I say that. I said that last week, and then Boston blew them out in Miami. But you have games like that. Miami's a really good team. Let me just let me say that you're going to play yep. them. Then you got Minnesota. Then you got the Spurs, and then you got the Chicago Bulls. Any game the Lakers play, and LeBron's not in that lineup, is you're not guaranteed anything. You're really, really not. You can lose to the Oklahoma City Thunder. You can lose, and that's with Anthony Davis in the lineup. So that just kind of shows where they could be in the next week but or so. Wasn't but wasn't he supposed to be the guy that in the event that LeBron missed time or LeBron started to age mm-hmm. or whatever whatever the reason for LeBron's uh, lack of availability, that AD was there to, to backstop that? That Yeah, look, AD is here. We're still fine. That's not the case. Well, actually, it's supposed to be technically it's 
Well, Russell Westbrook will fill in if LeBron is out. Russell Westbrook's going to have more of that all-round game. He's going to be able to kind of – as you're never going to replace LeBron, but damn, that's a pretty great option to have that Russ is there if LeBron is not there to kind of keep the engine going. I think the Lakers early on have shown – that if LeBron's not there, you can lose any game. You know, and I think that's that's clear here. But the the silver lining is this, Trav. The silver lining is eventually the Lakers hopefully will be healthy and whole, and then we'll really get to assess how they're doing. The first ten games have been tough to um, to watch. It's been tough to listen to. It's been tough for a lot of Laker fans who were extremely excited about this upcoming season. But I think there are some circumstances behind it, and that does not. That's not me trying to cop out that they have not played good basketball because they haven't. ESPN Radio is brought to you by Progressive Insurance, and all of our guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. Let's try a call on the Dr. Pepper call-in line. Let's go to Fullerton this time. And Tim, Tim, you're on with Travis and Slee. What's up? Hey, how's it going, guys? Enjoy the show. Um, Thank you. You have to look at it. Remember when LeBron joined the Miami Heat, when they put him, Wade, and Bosh together? There was chemistry issues. They started off around 500 because it's difficult when you put in pieces that kind of are the same or match or have similar games. And that's the only problem that the Lakers are dealing with right now. It's going to take 20, 25 games of these guys being healthy. They're all high IQ guys, and then they'll figure out a mode of operation. It's not just putting three guys on the floor, let's go. It's developing a mode of operation. Where's your spots? Where's my spots? Plus, you have a deep bench. So I expect this team to be the first quarter of the season struggling to figure it out. But once they get all pieces together, like I said, you got high IQ veterans. They'll figure this thing out. They'll figure roles out. And that's when this team will take off. Tim, appreciate you calling in. Here's the big difference with what you just said. I don't like these Miami comps that people try to, to they try to use that example. You know how old LeBron James was in his first year in Miami? <laughs> do you know how old he was? Yeah. Uh, just Hold on, let, let, me the, the, let me do this. Let me do this. 24? He was 26 years old. 26, okay. So this was yeah. the 2010-2011 season. That's his first season. It's really, really difficult to make that comp with LeBron. And I, I see – I get his – I get the strategy there. I get the idea and the concept of they're going to need a second. By the way, Russell Westbrook, when he was with Washington last season, see his first half versus the second half of the season. He was so much better in the second half. You know, he got more comfortable. He knew his role. It, it's not – it's not – um. I'm not saying that there he can't have a point to make about how the 9 and 8 Miami Heat started. LeBron was 26 years old. He was 26 years old. LeBron wasn't missing four of the first 10 games and then potentially a little bit more predicated on when he comes back. That's my only you can't it's not apples to apples. You have to treat no, this not. team with this roster with LeBron James different than any other portion in his career. Yeah, no, look. Dwayne Wade was in his prime. LeBron James was in his prime. Chris Bosh was in his prime. With the exception of Anthony Davis or any of the other Laker big names in their prime, no, they're still good. LeBron James is still really good. He's not in his prime anymore. What Russell Westbrook is maybe towards the tail end of his. Carmelo Anthony is not in his prime. Dwight Howard is not his prime. DeAndre Jordan, these guys are not in the, the, the full bloom of their athletic lives right now. It's very different. It's an entirely different deal. This is something that LeBron is not going to start playing more and more and more. If anything, you're hoping to get what you've gotten so far. And and you you and I were talking this morning, Al. In fact, let's do this. Let, let's come back and continue this conversation. We're going to nope. take more nope. of these we're gonna phone do right calls now. as well. We're going to talk about this idea of if LeBron is in and out of the lineup all season long. Mm-hmm. Doesn't this feel a lot like last year? We'll get into that next. It's Travis Lee. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. 
If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Is this what you were dancing to on Friday night? Oh, it's the just waiters come up. I went. Yep. Happy, 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 happy birthday to you. <laughs> Those restaurant songs that they do. You know what I That's do? That's always fun. In a in a situation like that, I just blow the candle out right as they're bringing it in. <laughs> just ends everything. Ends everything. Everybody's like, "What? What do we do?" Well, he already blew out the candle. It's like yeah, uh, table four needs some help, and there's a couple of people waiting here to get seated. So why don't you guys just keep this thing moving? <laughs> I just you gather. I'd like everybody to gather around and sing me a song, make me the center of attention, have everybody else in the restaurant glance over to see what you I'm You know what, guys? To. I'm going to stand. Let me stand just so people know. <laughs> so uh, was there any birthday celebration? Or you just totally low-key this. Did Lady Slee at least get you a cake or something? Yeah. Um, but I, I think I mentioned uh, Friday night. Friday night went out to uh, the. No, I know you were a, going out. You said it's a really nice Italian place, really in good West Italian Hollywood. restaurant. So I said, oh, that sounds really fun. You never once out- mentioned that it was your birthday. You just made right. it sound like you were going out to grab a bite to eat. That's correct. That is correct. <laughs> um, so uh, got a little, uh, you know, dessert cake, whatever the heck you call that thing when they bring it out with the candle. Blew it out before anybody knew what was going on, and we, let's keep it moving. <laughs> hey, hey, just, you know, let's not put a candle in that. That uh, Somebody might see me celebrating my birthday. That would be bad for my luck. ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Pet protection comes free with auto collision coverage. Visit Progressive.com. Dominated, um, by the way, dominated the Starbucks reward on your birthday. Oh. I'm like, oh. Just, That's a good on, one. What There's so much here? free stuff you can get on your birthday. Oh, it's great. What are we doing here? Let's just. Uh, Did you go get the Grand moving. Slam at Denny's? That's that's at the top of the list on your birthday. You get a free Grand Slam. At least it used to be. I don't I don't know if they still do it, but they used to. I didn't do it, bro. Yeah, a couple of get a moons over Miami, something like that. Speaking of domination, mm-hmm. you won the picks again, Al. You're running away with this thing. You've got 50 total points right now. That's really good. Okay, what, get, what's what, what's the, the guests game? have 33. And I have uh, 29. I am comfortably in last place at this point. I am getting absolutely trucked. I love how you are starting to, like, uh, sleep very comfortably in that role. You're like, eh, you know what, I'm just going to be behind the pack here. I called it at the beginning of the year. Okay, I said, but you know, this you is do how realize, it goes. You Through do four or five can, weeks, I'll be in first place, and mm-hmm. I will finish in last for sure. It happens every year. You do realize it can change. In two weeks, you can be basically right back where you were three weeks ago. Like I, That's I, how quick it can change. You're going to think I'm trying to whammy you, and maybe okay. I am a little bit, but not mm-hmm. really. I'm 21 points behind you. It's very difficult for me to catch you at this point being that far behind. 21 is a massive difference. How about yesterday? I'm watching the – I thought I picked the Titans. Yeah, so here's how this goes. So Al, Al says to me this morning, hey, how'd the picks go? I said, you did really well again. You won, You you got three out of the four games right. You go, he goes, no, no, I, I, I missed uh, – I, I said you missed I the Rams. I missed. I said the only one you missed is the Rams. You go. No, I took Tennessee. I'm like, no, you didn't. I wrote it down right here. I said the one you missed. He goes, no, I missed I the Raiders. I had Raiders. Yeah, I, I thought said, I missed the Raiders. You didn't take the Raiders. You took the Giants. And he goes, no, 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 no. I'm gonna go back and check my notes. And well, what do you know? Travis well, notes, was right my, again. My notes literally just said Rams, <laughs> Giants. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, I'm Never I'm mind. pretty good at keeping track of this stuff, Al. You don't don't worry about that. All right, so. You mentioned that you know without LeBron yeah. playing, that the Lakers have looked bad, and, and and they have. And I would argue that even with LeBron, they haven't looked very good. Sure, sure. Um, and we we would we've been saying this 
all last year. Hey, look, as long as they're healthy at the end, everything's going to come out. They, the Lakers, you nobody's going to want to play the Lakers. That. Nobody's so going to want to deal with AD and LeBron. Did that in the all last series. year. Mm-hmm. Okay, doesn't it feel like we're kind of walking down there? Oh, you know, by the time we get to the end and the pieces fit together, by the time that LeBron is healthy and ready to go, here's the the, the ugly truth, unfortunately, and it's yep. nobody's fault. It's just it is what it is. LeBron has been in this league a really long time. Mm-hmm. You, you you gave us some numbers the other day. When he was in Cleveland the first time, he played every night, more or less. When he was in Miami, he played every night. It was like less. 95% yeah. in his stint, first stint in Cleveland, 94% in Miami, 92% when he was back with Cleveland, and then it's 74-75 so it, far in L.A. And that's normal. That's how it goes. The older you get, the more time that you miss, the longer it takes to recover from injuries, the more injuries that come. And it just feels like that this is how this year might go. I hope not. I hope that it doesn't go like that anymore. But it just feels like LeBron is going to be this. When he's there, he's going to be pretty good. But I just don't know how often he's going to be there. So I think too early to tell, hopefully. Hopefully that's me just uh, not just being optimistic, but too early to tell. I will say that, um, you know, and, and this was part of the conversation. We're going to take some calls here in just a second. Part of the conversation as well, so LeBron, um, you know, obviously official, he's out tonight. Um, part of part of this as well is I, I was mentioning on Saturday night that a lot of people were kind of pointing the finger at Russell Westbrook. Okay, this is Russ's fault. This is Russ's fault. It ain't – listen – he had a bad night. The Lakers are not losing because of one individual player. So let, let's grab a couple calls here. Let's go to Juan in Glendale. Juan, what's going on? Appreciate you calling in. Hey, what's up, Travis? And three. Hey, I, uh, I, I agree with uh, with Travis on one uh, with Anthony Davis. Man, he's uh, to me. I mean, I thought he'd come out, come out of beast this year, and yeah, he's just been soft. And I know he's getting numbers, but I mean, I don't think those numbers are effective at all. Um, the one thing that uh, is really bothering me is that. Uh, Vogel, um, does he have something against Dwight Howard? Because, I mean, he plays them five minutes. Their offense, their defense looks awesome when he's playing, and then he never puts them back in. That's a, I, don't, I don't know what the Vogel's rotation is, man. But, uh, yeah, but to me, it's uh, Davis and, and Vogel, man. That, that That's the problem, I think. So. Appreciate you calling in. Thanks, Thanks Juan. Juan. Um, okay, so we actually have something here. I thought one of the interesting things that came out of the game on Saturday, okay? So – you know, you get a chance, you're listening to Coach Vogel and you're listening to Russ had um, kind of an explanation of the game. Okay, what happened to Anthony Davis? Dwight was by far the most interesting. L- listen to this. So this is Dwight after the game on Saturday talking about the Lakers needing to play harder. Take a listen. Uh, everybody's got to be ready to play, uh, no matter who's on the court. You got to play harder. Everyone steps on the court. Every possession has to matter. It's got to play harder. That's it. He goes on, Trav, and he, he kept saying it a couple different times. We got to play harder. Got we got to have more effort. He said something about we have to be more humble was another thing that he used. Mm-hmm. And to go off of what Juan just said, to answer his question, I don't know why he doesn't play more. And the Lakers have been so bad defensively. I would take more chances having a guy like Dwight in the games, uh, simply because maybe you're not going to score as much. Maybe he's going to be a liability if he gets to the free throw line, but. He can get stops. He can be, you know, one of those players that at least is will focus on the defensive side. But I thought that was interesting. Why is Dwight Howard? Maybe I'm reading too much into it. But the fact that Dwight Howard is going out of his way to say we just got to play harder. There's just got to be more effort. We have to be more humble. Okay, well, is there something happening for you to have that comment? Is are you indicating something? Is are, are guys not playing as hard as you think they should be playing? Are guys not as humble as you think they should be where the roster has just a bunch of, 
you know, unbelievable names on it, but that doesn't mean that – you know what? One thing I've noticed through 10 games, teams don't care about the Lakers. They're no, not paying I, attention. I, I think that's a great point. The, the Lakers on paper – ooh, Dwight Howard and, and Anthony Davis and LeBron James and Russell Westbrook and all these – Carmelo Anthony, all these names that are huge, huge names, Hall of Famers. We talked about it at media day. The guys come out there and say, look, they're, they're not playing well. We can beat this team. This this is a team that has big names, but we don't need to worry about the names on the back of their jerseys. This is a team that's losing games to bad teams. We can beat these guys. I think that the fear factor is not there. I think that's a part of it. Let's go back to Dwight for a second. There are buzzwords in sports that are, when you hear them, you, you're, my ears perk up, right? Mm-hmm. And play harder effort are on the list we need to be more humble that's on the list these are all things that you say when you're frustrated with your teammates these are things that you say when you're frustrated with coaches right that this is these are those things that lead you to believe that maybe he wants to play a little more maybe he doesn't think that player x y or z is doing the job that he could do or maybe guys aren't competing in practice maybe guys aren't doing all of those little things i said it last week you can't look at the lakers and say they need to fix that. If they fix that, then everything else kind of smooths off and everything feels pretty good about it. It isn't just one thing. It's not just, okay, Russ needs to turn it over less. It's Yeah, he does, but that's not the only problem. You need Anthony Davis to have a bigger impact. You need LeBron James to come back. You need to have all of these guys that fit together in a more cohesive way, and they haven't so far. All of these things together just need to be tightened up a little bit. And then when you start hearing things like effort, because you tell me, Al, you've watched it more closely than I have. Mm-hmm. But I really haven't watched the Lakers and thought they're not playing hard. That's not it. I think they play hard. I don't know if they play well together. I don't know if they're playing well, but I've never watched them. I don't feel like they're dogging it to get back. They're terrible defensively. That could be an effort issue. That could be an attention to detail issue. But I don't get the sense that they're just kind of floating through the motions. I get the sense that they're not good, which is far scarier. Not working hard is fixable. Not very good, I don't know if it is. So and that's I, I th- the scary part. I think they've definitely had some moments where, and it's some of their main players as well. There's times where it's like, okay, uh, this player is not getting back on the defensive side, or they think the play is over, so they just kind of start jogging, when really if they sprinted the entire time, they could get back in time and have some type of an impact on the player, whatever the case is. Um, I, listen, if there is – this is the, the one part about what Dwight mentioned that I think you know sticks out to me. Right now, they're not good enough to win games based off of talent because LeBron is injured, AD has had his bumps and bruises, and they're they're not there's no cohesiveness or chemistry where you think, okay, well, we are not good enough, but because we play so well, the Golden State Warriors, I don't think is a seven and one, eight and one team. I don't, but they play together. They play. You know, there's a kind of they, they, have they play look, in Al. harmony they together. Have the they look. play in they have sync the look together. Of a good team. They so, don't look like a bunch of guys. They look like a team. So they can win games that maybe they shouldn't win, but it's because they play well together. Whatever the case is, Lakers don't have that luxury at the moment. So with all that being said, if you know, if effort or some of the stuff that Dwight's referring to, that would be uh, that would certainly be disappointing if that's what you know some of the other players are thinking within that locker room. All right, more Laker calls coming up at 11.45. But, Al, I need to get your parking strategy. Apparently oh, you yeah, have we some got, sort yeah. of uh, mall strategy that you well, employ when you we go. Got, we have Factor Cap coming <laughs> yes. up next. And yes. this is going to be you know one of the uh, questions. For those who have issues with 
parking and kind of waiting around. I'm, I'm going to help you out. I, I got a, I got a methodology here. There you go. It's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. When you were walking away from the uh, the pregame set to go yeah. back to your seat, I no idea where I was going. Just, by just the way. kind of saw you wander yeah. into the night, and I had uh-huh. that feeling like, is he going to be okay? <laughs> does he does he know where to go? Is he going to get to his seat okay? Do I need to send somebody with him? I had a lot of moments. <laughs> I didn't know what level I was on. I had no idea. I didn't know how to leave. Emily, you mentioned about leaving. Leaving is a true. It's an it's art difficult. at SoFi Stadium. I, it wasn't just me. It was it's a, it's a difficult place just because it's all there's so many people yep. and like it doesn't feel like there's that many entrances. Here's what confuses you: when you walk in, you're going down, right? Yes. So like right out the gate, you start going down. So you're going down levels. So to get out, you got to go up, and none of it makes sense because as I'm going up, I'm like, where am I on the top of the stadium? <laughs> like, no, actually, you're on ground level. So I couldn't. Couldn't find my way out. You know, you guys have a lot of complaints for a five billion dollar stadium. That's all. That's all I'm saying. It's pretty nice. I, I've had a nice time. I'm just when saying I go in there. better exit signs, maybe listen, like exit I, this listen, way, please. I, I personally probably would have done a couple things different. Um, I don't know. I just I feel like if you're going to put five billion in it, just don't cut corners. Don't Let's cut have corners. A backup espresso machine, if nothing else. I was that was a catastrophe yesterday when I didn't get my coffee <laughs> once we got to the uh, press box. Let's do a little factor cap. Well, I'm glad, Alan, that you found your way back to be able found to join us back. today. Everything's okay. Everything's okay. Um, I'm also left early, by the way. <laughs> left early, by the way. I'm also still Fourth a little... quarter started. I was I was out. <laughs> you were halfway home. <laughs> I'm a bit mad, though, that you didn't let me know it was your birthday. I really like birthdays. It's fine. It's fine. I'm going to get it past it. But Next year, 100% next year. I'll send you, I'll give you like a countdown. It's already in my away. calendar. Don't worry about it. <laughs> uh, all right. So up first, the Manning cast curse is alive and well. So that means that any active player who goes on the Manning broadcast of Monday Night Football then loses the following week. So, if you were an active player in the NFL, you would avoid the Manning cast. Travis is, is his factor cap. That's fact. 
For sure. Look, why why tempt fate? Maybe it has nothing to do with it. Maybe there is absolutely no rhyme or reason to Josh Allen going on the Manning cast last Monday and then turning around and throwing two interceptions in a game, fumbling in a game, not being able to get into the end zone against the Jacksonville Jaguars in a game. Maybe it's all just a coincidence. But maybe it's not. <laughs> why, why mess with the football gods? Why try to put yourself in a position, whether it's the Madden curse on the, on the video game, whether it's the Manning curse on the Manning cast? I am a big believer in sports gods, and you do not want to alienate them. And the sports gods, the football gods in this case, are saying, don't go on that show if you want to win games. I would tell those guys, you know what? I'm busy that night. You guys go ahead. You have a great time. I'll be watching you, but I can't make it. I'm not going near that thing. What is wrong with you? What, you what is wrong with you? You're Several the same things. guy that grew a mustache thinking that that was going to win a World Series. Right. You're the same Didn't guy work. that was going into a the same pizza bar uh, yes. just to determine. All of that ended, and it had nothing to do with your mustache. It had nothing yeah. to do with that pizza Says bar you. location that you went to. No, get on that Manning broadcast, partially because it's one of the most talked about things coming out of Mondays. It's great. And, I mean, the love – that these people get, and it's simply because the Mannings do such a great job, but so much good content comes out of there. It's hilarious. There's funny conversations. I think it's uh, I think it's a great, great tool. I know most of the players they have on there, they're big-time players in the league, but I think it's a great tool to promote yourself and whatever else you're doing. You go and break your mirrors and walk under ladders yep. and step on cracks on the sidewalk. Black I'll cats walking the <laughs> street. Kick black cats as they cut in front of you. I'm uh, I'm just going to be safe. I'm not. I'm not messing with the sports gods. All right, so this weekend I got kind of caught in a very crowded parking garage. It gave me a lot of anxiety. Don't love it. But there is nothing more annoying than trying to find a spot in a crowded parking garage. Alan, is this factor, factor cap? Um, no, this is uh, this is cap. For, first off, I got a couple questions for you. Is this like a – it's not just a regular – you know, it's not level parking. It's like an actual garage, seven floors, eight floors. It was, it was pretty, there's a lot of floors. It was okay. in, uh, the, in Glendale. So is this, is the question here any parking or is this just specific to parking garages? Because I have two different strategies on both of them. <laughs> I, I think it's specific to parking garages okay. because people don't know how to drive. Yep. Okay. Do this for a parking garage. Just keep going up. Keep going up. The elevator is going to take you down. Don't worry about if, – if, and this is the thing that kills me the most is when somebody stopped at the second floor and they have their blinker on on the left and there's one car that's waiting to come out, which, by the way, if you know you need to back out because somebody is waiting, don't hurry update up. your text messages. <laughs> hurry up. Throw a couple people into your fantasy league. Get the hell out of the spot so everybody can keep moving. Just keep going up. You get to the third floor, and now you're starting to see a couple spots, but you know what? They're still tight. Go up to the fourth floor. Go up to the fifth floor if you need to. Just the higher you go up, the less people – people don't have patience. And what they don't what – what I don't understand is the patience they don't have is waiting for the spot. Just keep going up. You're moving the whole time. You take the elevator down. You got nothing to worry about. No, you, you could not be more right that this is one of these things. We've gotten to a point in the world. Ready? Here comes the old man. It's coming out right now. This is going to happen. Your needs are not more important than everyone else's needs. Okay, go up two more floors. You can't create a traffic jam of 10 cars behind you because you have a spot on the second level. There are 100 spots on the third level. Keep it moving. Get up there. Let it just move the damn line. And that spot is tight to begin with. By the time you try to get in it, now you're looking and like, can I even get out? They need their spot. It's my spot. I need to wait for this. Just move and park and keep it moving. Let me go now just regular regular parking (laughs) spots. Let me use Costco as an 
an example. And I think, Trav, I think you and I think alike in this one. Costco is a madhouse. Um, you know, try to get in and out of Costco. It's uh, there's everyone there is. There's more people than parking spots. <laughs> Park as far back as you can because I guarantee you that person that has his blinker on that's waiting, and now somebody's unloading two carts all into their trunk, and they're perfectly <laughs> positioning everything however two they want to position it. Food processor, eighty six pack of Coors Light, and a sweater. <laughs> <laughs> right and a Kirkland sweater, but with all that being said, just park as far as you possibly can, and then you just start walking. That person is still waiting for that parking spot. So hopefully, we have solved your parking issues on the Travis and Sliwa show. Both good strategies, Al. Yeah. I'm with you. Thanks, guys. That'll I'll, I'll put that You're into welcome. use next time. Yes. You're welcome. All right. So I don't know if you guys saw this, but Atlanta had their parade on Friday. On Friday, but did you guys see how fast the bus was going? It it was my favorite part of the parade. I, the, I don't know if they just hired like city buses that were going to continue to make the stops and let yeah. commuters get on and off. Yep. Like you, all of a sudden, you're going to work, you hop on the bus, and oh, cool, look, Jorge Soler, Dansby Swanson, Freddie Freeman. It, it just felt like this was a normal bus keeping its normal schedule because it was going down the streets of Atlanta. The fans are lined. They're excited. They're having a good time, but it's going by at 30 miles an hour like it's trying to get to the next stop on time. It was a, a very bizarre scene and I loved every minute of it. Listen, we all get, we've all been caught behind buses. It's like, come on, is this thing going to freaking move? Why are you going so slow? You're trying to get around it, but there's a car to your left. That bus was going faster than uh, I'm trying to think here. Uh, if if I'm if I'm at a if I'm going 50 miles per hour just getting to wherever the hell I'm going to go and the speed limit is 50 miles an hour, this dude paid zero attention that it's a parade, paid zero attention that people were lining up in Atlanta. When's our last World Series, 1999? Something like that. Something like that, right? Paid zero attention to the fact that these people literally are standing outside for X amount of hours just to wave high for hopefully 30 to 45. This guy was gone in 6.3 seconds. You didn't even see him. He already churned. It, you take your kid, right? And there goes Max Freed by at 45 miles an hour. Like, did you get to see him, kiddo? Did you get, did you get to see Jock Peterson and his pearls as they sped past you? Slow down. Savor the moment. Enjoy yeah. the ride. That was, uh, that was very peculiar. There but are a I lot did, of kids enjoy it. who don't trust their parents. After that, uh, after that parade, yeah. right. Mickey, Mickey Mantle, Ted Williams, and Babe Ruth were on that bus too, kiddo. Don't worry, they just went by too fast. You didn't see them. <laughs> I also am hoping that Jock Peterson didn't like knock someone in the head with one of those pearls, based on how fast they were going as well. But speaking of Jock, did you guys <laughs> see when he got the mic in his hands and he dropped the f bomb? Right? That you, I, I have. I have mixed feelings about that. I get it. I love the passion. I'm super excited that he's super excited. I get that's kind of his, his catchphrase or whatever mm-hmm. it is. But if you just let rip an F-bomb in front of, I don't know how many tens of thousands of people there, that's always one of those moments. I just, I'm conflicted, Sleesh. I feel okay about that. I think you should drop more F-bombs, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm a little... A little disappointed that sometimes you don't come at it and uh, and lay a couple in there. <laughs> I feel like it depends on the city too. Like it works in Philly when uh, when oh, Jason Kelsey up. did it in, in Philly, yeah, it's true. that worked. But yeah. uh, Atlanta, I don't know. Yeah, Atlanta may feel a little differently. ESPN Radio brought to you by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear via the Goodyear hotline. More of the Laker calls coming up in a bit. And two, little movement in the college football playoff poll. Is it going to be good news if Oregon goes in there and gets beat by 100? Good news for points? the Pac-12. You're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, for everybody out here on the West Coast that loves college football. That's next. It's Travis Lee, 710 ESPN. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Not only is it a million-dollar Monday and you got a chance to win those tickets, Al, and a million bucks, but the game that you got a chance to win a tickets to are the Rams and the Jacksonville Jags. And that was the game that felt like in the second half of the season, the Rams would have, you know, okay, you got one in your back pocket that you can count. And Rams are still in really good shape at 7-2, and two, but feels a little different after they beat Buffalo, no? Um... Very little. I mean, more awkward than anything else. Like just kind of looking at the scores yesterday. That yesterday was a weird week in the NFL. Super weird. And and I know that that happens. It's not like it's too uncommon. But I guess for all the stars to align the way they did yesterday, you know, you, you look at the standings right now. Um, listen, let's not try to pretend here. The Rams are in. They're in excellent shape. They're in mm-hmm. a great spot. Even though Matt Stafford lost them the game yesterday, which you indicated already four or five times and said something to the effect that you prefer Jared Goff over Stafford, at well, least in that specific not, game. Everything but, let's, but the last thing is true. Let's put that to the side for a second. I thought you went a little rough on Stafford today. Uh-huh. Um, Tennessee 7-2, and two, Baltimore 6-2. and two, And then the – and I, I'm pointing this out because I think the AFC West is an interesting conversation as well. Chargers are 5-3. and three. Vegas is five and three, KC's five and four, Denver is five and four. I don't know who's going to come out of the AFC West. I don't know who's going to come out of the NFC in general. The NFC is, you know, obviously there's plenty of teams here. The Rams obviously missed an opportunity yesterday to gain some ground on the Green Bays of the world, the Tampas, the Dallases. But the AFC West is so mediocre <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> like, the right I word i don't know how to any week anybody can beat anybody but to see the chargers on top of the division raiders tied with them and kc just a half game back or whatever it is and denver still in the mix what a weird season in the afc west where we thought you know no question about it we thought this might be one of the best divisions in, in football and that the chiefs would run away with it that's that doesn't look like anything's going to change there I, I don't think that the broncos are the best team in the afc west but after seeing what they did yesterday i think that's the best win of any of those teams in that conf- in that mm-hmm. division I, I think going into dallas and winning the game the way that they did was by far the most impressive win of anybody in, in that four team group uh, across the entire board i think you're right and, and this isn't just an afc west or an nfc west or afc or nfc thing i don't know if there is a favorite mm-hmm. right I, the, the rams are in the mix the arizona's in the mix you got dallas you got tampa you got green bay um and then on the other side all the teams that you just mentioned in the afc too it, usually by the halfway point we've got a group of four over here you got another group of four over here so it's more like groups of seven in, in in both sides it's it's a really weird year and i think it played out last night with with the rams where they played one of the other good teams and they just got they just got smacked they just were not in that game 
Yeah, they got smacked around, and you know the the upcoming schedule here for the Rams will be interesting because you're going to get at San Francisco, which is not. I th- I think I heard you guys saying about how many how many of the Niners won in a row on the Rams? Is it four in a row? I believe it's four in a row. Yeah, I thought I thought you and Kirk were saying that yesterday in the post game. Um, but you got that matchup still, and then you still have you know I know you mentioned Jacksonville is kind of sandwiched in between, but you still got Green Bay, you still got Arizona, both of those games on the road. You've got so. Baltimore, you've got Arizona again, you've got uh, Minnesota again, you've got Seattle again. Russell Wilson's going to play this upcoming weekend, so he's going to be back. The Rams schedule in the second half is is legit. Um, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. Progressive Insurance is proud to support veterans with its annual Keys to Progress vehicle giveaway program. Now celebrating nine years of donating vehicles, helping veterans in need. Learn more at keystoprogress.com. Speaking of getting smacked around, Mm -hmm. Oregon is still inside the college football uh, playoff number four, right? Four teams go into the college football playoff. Uh, They played Washington this weekend. They did not look very good. They 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 won the game comfortably, I guess. Here's the question now. Is this good or bad for the Pac-12? Mm-hmm. If Oregon can hold on, and I'm highly skeptical that they will, but if they do, if they get through the rest of their regular season schedule and they win the conference championship game and hold on to one of those first four positions, right now they'd be the team that would have to go play Georgia. Yep. Is it is it good for the Pac-12 if their representative goes in there and gets beat 56-10? to 10? Is that good for the league? Hey, at least we were in it. Yeah, but you got so badly outclassed by the real league in this sport. I don't know if that's a good thing. I, I guess recognition, notoriety is something, but getting humiliated like that, that wouldn't be good for anybody. Well, because the Pac-12 is becoming more and more irrelevant, because USC is, I mean, as irrelevant of a conversation you could have about USC I mean, week to week, we were doing this a couple weeks ago. They played Notre Dame, and it wasn't even a topic. It wasn't a conversation. That's how bad USC has been. Um, I think it actually is important for the Pac-12, even if they went and got smacked around. And I I get what you're saying. It's like, all right, well, do you really want to look? Everybody knows that you don't have a good conference. You're not in a good conference, that there aren't good teams that you can say, well, here's their strength of schedule or anything along those lines. I mean, Oregon is obviously banking on the – uh, win at Ohio State. That's the only reason why that's putting them in the conversation. It has nothing to do with with what's going on with the Pac-12. And and oh by the way, didn't Stanford lose to Utah by 186 points? Okay, and that's the team that beat Oregon. So yes. there are a lot of things. There are a lot of things that that don't bode well for the Pac-12. But I still think getting in is important for the conference. I really it's, do. I, I think it's it's important. And if it was a different conference, I get your point more. But the Pac-12 is so irrelevant just to be represented in there and get your you-know-what kicked is actually a good day at the office for the Pac-12 right now. I, I, I'll tell you what I can take away from this. Every, every time I watch the Pac-12 on one of these weekends relative to the other teams, SC has to be good. SC is the standard bearer for this conference. Oregon has been the best team in the conference for the last 10 years or so. They, they've been the ones that they have gone to a championship. They have gone and, and competed in Rose Bowls and all these things. They've been the team to beat. So they, they're, they're the program that's on top of the league right now, and I don't think that it's even really in question. But SC is the one that if you go into the South, they know what SC is. They go in the Midwest, they know what SC is. And I don't know, Al, if – in my entire life, and I've been watching SC football for the better part of 40 years, mm-hmm. that they've ever been they, – they've had bad teams before. I don't know if they've ever been this irrelevant before. Mm-hmm. You, you look around, and it's like, oh, yeah, SC's playing Arizona State on a Saturday night. It's like, eh, eh, whatever. Like you mentioned the Notre Dame game. They're not even 
so bad that they're losing, you know, 49 to 10 every weekend. And you're saying, you know, what in the world is happening here? They're just kind of floating through it. They don't have a ton of talented guys. They don't have a ton of guys that are going to go to the NFL. They have a coaching vacancy. They're not terrible, but they're not any good. Irrelevant, you know, just disinterest, irrelevancy is like the poison in this thing. Being bad and people are mad, that's almost better than being where USC is right now. Yeah, and, and especially, and I know we've spent a lot of time on this, there's, look, you got your cornerstones here in L.A., the Lakers, the Dodgers. USC is one of your cornerstones. They are. And I actually, are you surprised that there isn't more, maybe because they got rid of Clay Helton. That was really a lot of the noise was, how is this guy still your coach? Okay, well, they fired him, and you're expecting to hire a new coach to start off the season that I think it, it took a lot of pressure off the back of those at USC, at least until you go make your hire, right? But Because it's this season is a wash. No one's paying attention to it. Put it, you know, throw it away. It's the new coach that you bring in that now the pressure is going to start again. Okay, who are you hiring? Is this person the right fit? But there's, there is something about that. It's one thing to have, you know, when the Lakers are bad um, – you can't go on sports talk radio in LA 15 minutes without somebody making mention of it. If the Dodgers, um, whether they're good or bad, you know, the conversation is always there. SC has just become kind of a non-conversation. Well, and and this is why I was been saying this year, last year, and the year before, and the pandemic has a little bit to do with it, but not all of it. Why they had to fire Clay Helton three years ago, because look at what's happened. They went from, hey, why are we not winning any of these games to, eh, eh, is the worst possible response. You're right. When the Lakers are 5-5 five and five through their first 10 games and getting beat up by bad teams, it's, what the hell is going on? How do you fix this? Is it the coach? Is it the players? Is it intensity? There's conversation. There's passion. With SC right now, it's, yeah, they're just, not, you know, they don't really care. They, whatever. And the reason it is like that is because for the longest time, they were just kind of okay because mm-hmm. Clay Helton was just kind of okay. They'd win a game here. They'd lose a game there. Maybe they're kind of sort of in the mix. Maybe they're kind of sort of not in the mix. And they let this thing rot to the point of, eh, who, who really cares about that anymore? That's why you needed to win. When you decide that your guy's not your guy, move him out and let's get the next guy in there and see if he can keep the thing moving because where they are right now is absolutely nowhere so long long winded answer yes Oregon make it to the top four and go get smacked by Georgia in the Pac-12 <laughs> would say hey it's a good year hey look at look at that we were in there where's my money when does the when does it get deposited into my account and when can I start buying more flat screens for the locker room all right was there any silver lining to last night's game at SoFi Stadium that's next it's Travis Lee 710 ESPN Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 